coming up on Inside the NRL. South East Queensland's lockdown has been extended until Sunday. So what does it mean for the NRL? We preview a rare double dose of Monday Night Footy as the Sharks and Titans fight to keep their finals hopes alive. Another loss for the not-so-electric Eels, but will Brad Arthur's men fall at the finals hurdle again? And we go inside Melbourne camp with football boss Frank Panisi as the club storms towards back-to-back -to -back premierships. Hello, welcome to Inside the NRL. Yes, a special night ahead as we preview Monday Night Footy, a doubleheader coming your way in under an hour. But first, we have to introduce our panellists for today. Premiership winner, Jamie Soward. Good afternoon, Zach. How are you? I'm good, mate. And the Sydney Morning Herald's finest uh, rugby league and Olympics writer, Michael Chambers. <laughs> Zach, I'm excited to be here, mate. Thanks for having us. I know you've been a busy man, so it's great to have you joining us. After a big weekend in the NRL, they face one of their greatest challenges as South East Queensland went to a snap lockdown on Saturday afternoon at 4pm. Saturday matches were moved to Sunday, Sunday matches were moved to Monday, but the good news is we're about to complete round 20 in the NRL. Unfortunately though, that South East Queensland lockdown has been extended until this coming Sunday at 4pm. Michael Chamis, we all want to know what does that mean for the NRL and in particular round 21? The show must go on, Zach. We've got nothing to worry about. The NRL steaming ahead. They're going to have a phone hookup with the clubs as we speak at the moment. Five o'clock to let the clubs know that they will continue as scheduled. The games will remain on the days that they are scheduled in the draw. So Knights, Broncos, Thursday night is our next match after the round concludes tonight. However, the locations are probably going to change. So the conversations are being had at the moment between the NRL and the Queensland Government around potentially having three venues that they can alternate because the NRL believes that 50-odd games, Suncorp Stadium over the next six, well, ten weeks, potentially, is not going to hold up. The surface won't hold up. So they want to use Sunshine Coast, they want to use the stadium at Gold Coast, and they want to use Suncorp as well. So the original plan, they're hoping to get the green light from the government, and hopefully that means we get footy across three venues as scheduled. One thing we've heard since last March was that every option is on the table when it comes to the NRL. So what, what's the NRL's plan B, C, D, if the situation in South East Queensland worsens in the coming days? Well, plan, yeah, well, they're still trying to get plan A right. So once they nail down the Queensland situation, they've got the exemptions and they'll, there's every likelihood the players will be in level four protocols for the remainder of the season because they cannot afford to be out. Even if the Queensland restrictions ease, they cannot afford to be having players out in the community in case there are infections. and So there's every chance this is their season now. They're in hotels for the rest of the year. In regards to backups, I've heard different suggestions on the table. There's talk about Canberra, looking into Canberra to see if that can host the NRL, hopefully for a limited period, if that, well, hopefully not too long, uh, if they need to go to Canberra. The other option then is northern New South Wales and, and using regional towns maybe in Queensland as well. So... Everything being explored, but right now trying to get Plan A sorted before they move on to Plan B, could, C and D. Could you have a super 24 days, like condense the comp going forward and just play the rest of the games, everyone on a couple of five-day rests, you know, have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, work it out like that and get the season finished. The other suggestion might be that the teams that are out of contention, like in, in a couple of weeks' time, you may just have to skip forward to a, a finals and get the season over and done with. Like there are plenty of options on the table, but it is remarkable that they've still got the competition going. At the end, yeah, look, I'd, I'd love to see a footy fest, 24 days, whatever it is, of, of continuous footy, but at the end of the day, the money comes from the broadcasters. The broadcasters have requirements as per their contract, so I'd imagine you'd have a certain amount of games you'd need to get completed, which means 
I don't see us cutting the season short in terms of removing games. However, I'm sure if worse comes to worse and they needed to get games done quickly or they missed games... You know, the weekend, there was every chance we may not have played footy over the weekend. I don't think they would have extended the season by another week. They would have played catch-up over those next five rounds to make up the matches. So, Oh, that's the dream. Well, no th- that means you've got a weekend without footy before no you training. even get there. No training. Just play. Oh, how good. So how are we, the Knights, as it stands, will be coming off a four-day turnaround. Do we expect any pushback from players this week and in coming weeks as this scenario changes even daily? I would hope not. I would hate to be the player that comes out and, and pushes back on it because you're still getting full freight and there's a lot of people out there doing it you know, really tough at the moment. So I think the four-day turnaround, especially a team like the Newcastle Knights, yeah, some weeks we've watched them and they look like they're dead in the water. You know, last week, they'd want to get back out in the field straight away and, and continue that form. So yeah, I think the short turnarounds, you're going to see a little bit of pushback in terms of player management and stuff like that, but I think it'd be great. All right, plenty of talk over the weekend was about the 2021 NRL Grand Final. Sowie, where should it be, the MCG or Suncorp Stadium? Suncorp Stadium for me, Zach. If you can't have it in Sydney, you've got to have it in Suncorp. I don't, I, I don't even like Origin going outside New South Wales and Queensland. I've been a traditionalist and, and won't change my opinion on any of that. Um, but, you know, it depends on, again, a lot of things go into it. You have broadcasters. Uh, and especially what happens you know, in terms of travel and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think anyone can predict the future. But in a perfect world, if it's not in Sydney, I'd have it in Brisbane. Michael, given the uncertainty around COVID situations in Sydney, South East Queensland, who knows what it will look like come early October. When do we expect the NRL to make a call on this? In a perfect world, they want to make a decision before tickets go on sale for the final series, if there are tickets to go on sale, because we don't know if we're going to have crowds. So I think there's another four or five weeks there, and the Victorian government have expressed their interest. And I know you said it should be in Queensland, so it probably should be. However, the NRL in the situation it is right now, and the $45 million they're probably going to lose with this operation relocation, if the money's there from the Victorian government, they're going to have to consider it. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to, potentially, the biggest paycheck. So... And I, I don't see a, a bad thing about going to, to Melbourne. If the Storm are going to be in the grand final, which, let's be fair Income, they're going to be in the grand final, you'd, you'd pack out the MCG, well, maybe not 90, 90 to 100. you get 60,000, 70,000. It'll be a tremendous experience and a, and a great reward for the Storm who have been the benchmark for two decades now. So either way, I can see pros. All right, speaking of the Storm, they were one of the teams affected by the rescheduling over the weekend. We're lucky enough to be joined now by the General Manager of Football for the Melbourne Storm, Frank Panisi. Frank, thanks so much for joining us on Inside the NRL. My pleasure, Zach. Great to be on. Now, Frank, you've been involved in professional rugby league longer than I've been alive. Can you please talk us through the events of Saturday from your perspective? It was bizarre. That would be the, the first word that comes to mind. It was bizarre and unprecedented for, for any of us in the game. doesn't matter whether you've been in the game for a long time or medium or, or, or new to the game. It was just uh, an incredible situation that was ongoing all day. Um, you know, and the uncertainty of it just was, it was just amazing. But thankfully, by the end of the day, we got news that we could play on the Sunday, which was really, really important and, and very pleasing. Frank, last year a lot of praise went to the NRL for the way they got the game back up and running. May 28, the competition resumed. What about their, their efforts on the weekend? Uh, how did you sum up that and their efforts to get the game back up and running? Absolutely outstanding, Michael. I, I really mean that. I think they've done an incredible job you know, over the last 18 months, but I think Saturday was uh, probably their... You know, with last year coming back from the lockdown so early, but uh, outside of that one, I think this is their, their finest hour I think it was such a tough day Saturday and and things were changing so quickly so to, to get all games played this weekend was a remarkable effort and I think and obviously Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis uh, get all the credit and so they should but 
they've got a pretty good management team there behind and Graham Annesley and Jason King and all their team that uh, you know really kept us all abreast of what was happening and, and, and as I said did a, a fantastic job getting it all up and running yesterday. Frank the tighter restrictions meant you missed your first game for the Melbourne Storm since 2009 how did you handle it and what involvement did you have in, pre in preparation for game day? Yeah, I was pretty ordinary, Jamie. To be honest with you, I was like an expectant father or one of those dads on the sideline. It was uh, it was just a strange feeling, just putting the boys on the bus, and then for those next couple of hours, just just wandering around. And then um, Peter Robinson, our former player, who's our well-being manager, was sharing an apartment with him, so he had to put up with me for the first half. And I was was a great company. I was swearing and carrying on, and uh, yeah, it was it was unusual. But yeah, in, in the end, thankfully we won. So um, you know that all made it well, you know, with. Uh, worthwhile. Frank, the situation you find yourselves in the moment, it's, it's, you're no stranger to this situation given what you went through last year on your way to winning a comp. How will the other teams adjust to this given that most of those teams, this is a, a new situation they find themselves in? I like anything, Mike. I think some teams will handle it really well. You know, once they've got strong cultures and you know can handle adversity and, and um, resilience. You're looking at the Roosters. You know, one of our arch rivals. You can just with, just with their injuries, let alone what's going on with the relocation, how well they're handling it. So, really strong clubs like that will, will blossom. Whereas others, if they've got any cracks or haven't got that strong culture, they might go the other way around. So, um, it, it'll be interesting. But it's um, yeah, it, it'll it'll test it'll test the clubs. There's no doubt about it. Um, but even having gone through it last year, well, you know, there's some advantages. It's again, we're coming to situations like we did on Saturday. It was all new to us. It's like we haven't, even though we've been through a lot in the last 18 months, we didn't have to go through that last year, what we went on Saturday. Frank, Craig Bellamy's re signed till 2026, which is great news. And we often hear about how much he's made a difference in players' lives. What's he done for you in terms of, you know, at the game and away from the game? How, what things has he taught you in your career? Probably no different to the players, Jamie, in terms of one thing about Craig, he gets the very best out of the people that, you know, work with him, under him, play for him, and, and he's no different. He, 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 his high standards and his expectations are so high, it just brings out the best. So whilst my job's completely different from one of his assistant coaches or obviously the playing-wise, it just he just brings out the best in you. And in, more importantly, you just enjoy working, uh, you know, I enjoy working with him. Um, uh, he certainly brings out the best in me and, and I enjoy uh, that, that part of it as well. Frank, there's a lot of footy to be played between now and grand final day and going back to back is a conversation we'll hear all the way through now until the grand final. But given what you've been through in the last 18 months, what kind of achievement will it be if you are able to pull it off back to back premierships in this current COVID affected environment? Just to win a premiership is, is remarkable in itself. Um, to go back to back and obviously the the fact that only the Roosters have done it in the NRL era tells you how difficult it is. And, you know, we've had a few cracks at it. And, you know, Jamie with his St George sides, they were great sides there. Um, you know, there's been some other great sides over the years. Have, the fact that it hasn't been done just tells you how difficult it is. It's, it's hard to get to a grand final and alone win it and then do it again the following year. But, yeah, to do it in the last two years would, would go to another level again. So it's certainly something we're certainly not talking about at the moment, Zach, I'll, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, you'd, you'd be foolish it's not in the back of your mind and at some stage it's going to raise its uh, you know its head as we're closer to the finals. But at, at the moment, you know, we've, we've got more things to worry about, just getting the team right, ready for the finals and, and ensuring that we peak at the right time of the year, which we we did well last year and I think that's that's the key thing for us. Frank, you and I have had a lot of uh, open, honest conversations in, in recent years and I'm going to be honest with you now, I thought with Cameron Smith retiring that you guys would fall away, uh, maybe expose some holes 
in the storm system that we never saw before. But I put my hand up, completely wrong, completely wrong. You probably <laughs> have gone to a, another level this year. Can I ask you, did you feel that, though, at the start of the year, that this was going to be a changing of the guard and things would have to go bad before they got better again? Oh, I, th- I don't think you'd be the only one, Michael, and I think most of the people in the game probably thought similar, and we'd be lying in, in, if we said that, that we didn't have those thoughts as well. I mean, we're always confident with, with the team we've got, and especially the coach we've got, that you know we'll always be competitive and up there. But you know, to think where we are right at this moment after 20-odd rounds and, and leading the competition is um, and, and doing so well without Cameron, yeah, I, we'd have to be honest and say we, we probably didn't expect that, but it's just a... It's just uh, remarkable that uh, how the players have probably learned from Cameron, you know, especially the leaders. And I think obviously it's when uh, they're always having such an inspirational leader like Cameron, let alone the way he played and dominated the game. But they've probably been watching in the last few years, and and you can see they're leading in their own way. But obviously picked up traits and qualities from from Cameron that they're using in their own style, whether it's Dale or Jess or Kenny Bromwich. Um, the other thing I think was really important at probably at times we've over relied on, on, on Cameron and before that with Billy and Cooper and Craig right in pre-season put the anus on everyone both in terms of leadership that expected more from it, a little bit more from everyone given Cameron's not here and, and on the field in terms of players like Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes you know the two hookers that you know they've got to step up as well and, and they've done that so that's been the most pleasing part but yeah again get back to your question we all we didn't know exactly how we'd cope but whilst we thought we'd have a good season that's you know we've probably exceeded our own expectations are you better than last year frank is this a better team than the 2020 version uh, I, I, I think it's a different team, Michael, rather than saying it's, you know, I think ultimately the only way you're going to be judged is that what happens at the end of the year. So it's a lot different. You know, we're playing a little bit different um, than we did last year because we, our dummy half's different for a start. I mean, the way our two dummy halves are playing compared to, to Cameron again, one's not better. It's not saying we were better last year, we are better this year. They're just different. So I think we're, we're just playing a different style. Um, last year we probably were peaking towards, a, you know, we were building and building and building towards the finals. We we're probably uh, playing a lot better earlier this year. So I think the challenge now is to ensure that come finals that were, you know, we peak then rather than we don't want to be peaking in the middle of the year. Frank, it's a different style, but boy, is it a good style of footy to watch at the moment. Thanks so much for joining us on Inside the NRL and best of luck for all your challenges on and off the field over the coming weeks. Pleasure, Zach. Incredible insight there from Frank Panisi, but uh, talking about insight, why have the Storm been so success- successful this year, Sally? Well, I think it's off the back. Obviously, they're a great team, but no travel for the World Club Challenge is a huge advantage you know, to the Premiers because you're bouncing into pre-season a little bit later. You're excited because the, the pre-season doesn't go as long and not having that travel, I think it's a huge advantage for them. I know they've been away from home, but they're looking really good. I know, now that he's gone, that man deserves a lot of credit for the Melbourne Storm what they've developed under Craig Bellamy. He's the unsung hero of the Melbourne Storm and every club wants a Frank Panisi and there's only one of them, so he's, uh, he's a big part of what the Melbourne Storm, Storm have done. I dare say he'll stay with the Storm as long as Craig Bellamy does. Yeah, well... Maybe longer? Think so. Maybe. Well, yeah, I'd like to see Frank implement what he's done at the Storm somewhere else. You'd love to see that him help a, a club like a, a Parramatta or some team that you just feel like they're there or thereabouts, you know, like you guys were with the Dragons in, in 2010 and then having Wayne there. I think Frank Panisi can have an influence on a team that is close to getting the job done. All right, it's time to have a look at this week's Casualty Ward brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. 
And unfortunately, it's more bad news for the Roosters after he was overlooked last week. Josh Morris injured his hamstring against the Eels and won't play again until the finals. Katoni Stagg's injury plague 12 months has gone from bad to worse. After playing just four games in his return from a ruptured ACL, the Broncos strike weapon is out for the season with a fresh knee injury. His teammate, Jake Turpin, might be lucky to return from an ankle issue in the final rounds. Sadly, though, we won't see one of the game's best rookies in action again this year after Dane Laurie broke his leg against the Warriors. In a boost for Michael Maguire's men, the club expects James Tamo to face the Bulldogs after he withdrew last week with a foot problem. The Eels are sweating on the fitness of Regan Campbell-Gillard, who picked up a groin injury, while Wunga Blake, Kenny Bromwich and Sebastian Chris must all pass their tests to play in round 21. That's, a, that's an easy one for you, Zach. By your, normally we're three or four pages into that before you uh, catch a breath, so... Uh, I, I think I could yeah. honestly not enough positivity with you with that yeah, warehouse casualty ward. They're injured. I'm not going to be. No, I know, but injuries. I just think every week there's a bit of a. All right, it is time for hit or miss. Last week, as we discussed earlier, Craig Bellamy re-signed with the Storm until the end of 2026. So Melbourne will win two more premierships between now and when Craig Bellamy departs the club. Jamie Soward. Hit. So that means they only have to win one from 22 to 26. They'll have five years to do it because I think they've got this year, you know, if they play their best footy this year and, and having Craig Bellamy and you heard from Frank Panisi, I mean, they're two of the best operators in the game. And they've found a way to reinvent their attack without Cameron Smith. You know, you've heard Chamis talk about it. That, for me, has been the most impressive thing. I knew they were really good. I didn't write them off. I did that mistake a couple of years ago when I first got out into the media, thinking that you know, they lost Slater. Uh, will they, you know, uh, they lose Cronk? Will they be able to live up to that? doesn't happen anymore. So, yeah, I think they will. And the one thing I will say is that Melbourne were always seen as this team that wins the wrestle, so they win the games. There's, they've eliminated the wrestle in terms they're of the, the They're the best points And they are still the best team in the comp. Best points scoring team in history. So yeah. Maybe if, if they eliminated it earlier, they would have won more competitions. <laughs> hit or miss. That's the theory. Hit or miss. Two comps between now and 2026. Uh, I'm going to say hit. I agree with Sowie. I think this year is wrapped up. I just don't think Nathan Cleary returns the player that he was post-injury. I think I think Penrith were going to win the comp this year and Nathan Cleary is so big of a loss that they can't overcome that when he comes back at 70-80%. So, to me, they will hit. OK, time to move on. Parramatta have lost back-to-back matches. It's a bit worrying given their run home. With that in mind, the Eels will be bundled out in the first week of the finals. Michael? Uh, it's a miss for me because the first week of the finals they'll play whoever finishes 7th and 8th if they miss the top 4 and who don't they want to see if they finish that I think that, it's an easy one honestly, to say miss, right honestly I think this, no one's going to lose games on purpose I think it's a better result for Parramatta to finish 5th instead of finishing 4th and play Melbourne week 1 of the finals get belted confidence dented pressure on I reckon they play Cronulla or Dragons in 8th win that first week and then go into that second week with a bit of confidence maybe they can pull off an upset against the a South Sydney or a Roosters or someone like that. The conversation, though, changes if it's the Raiders finish eighth. Well, I think if they finish... They could sick, uh, slip to sixth, the Eels. They're not playing good at all. They're in free fall at the moment. I'm, I'm, cons- yeah, I'm really worried fifth about Fifth or sixth them. doesn't matter. Any- like, even the yeah, top but if three... They, yeah, but if they finish sixth and had to play a Raiders side or a Newcastle side that are red hot with some guys there that can yeah, just mix it up a little bit, I don't think you want to see... If you finish six, I don't think you want to see Newcastle or, or the Raiders because so, they might just... So hit or miss to the question? Well, I had so. miswritten down, but, I mean, I might say hit. I mean, they, they're in huge danger at the moment. They're not playing well. 
Okay, the West Tigers have suffered yet another embarrassing loss. On Friday night, it was against the Warriors. The West Tigers must start winning to save their coach, Michael Maguire, Jamie. Hit their grand final is against the Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, they need to show something. The other night wasn't acceptable. You know, I did radio all weekend and there was a lot of upset West Tigers fans. And, yeah, the teams, you need to be able to show that you're improving and some teams just aren't. So you need to make a change. And it's the old adage, you can't sack 17 players or 20 players. You, you've got to make a change. So there's some tough decisions coming up for the Tigers. Michael? Uh, miss for me. I don't think even winning saves Michael Maguire, to be honest with you. I think there's no point doing anything now because if you decide to move on for a coach, get another coach, it's a week of process there. Then he's got to go to quarantine for two weeks. He's not going to start in round 25 with one week and then start next year. So Maguire will see out the year. Sowie, to your point, I don't think the like if if the barometer is the Bulldogs to, to gauge whether Michael Maguire deserves to save his job, they play him twice. Really, like that's what we're going to base it off. I think you've anything you need to see to make your decision, you've seen already. And if you're happy with the progress, then you stay with Michael Maguire for next year. And if you think they're not improving, it's not it's not only that, that they're not getting better; they are going worse than the okay. So fast forward, sorry Zach, who's out there? Who's who's the leading candidates yeah. that the Tigers are looking at? That's the question. Do you, is there anything better out there? There's Shane Flanagan. For me, if it's if you ask the question to Cameron Seraldo, you might not get the answer, but you need to ask the question because Cameron Seraldo is that what you're hearing, Sally? That he's the best of the ones that are coming uh, through. Yeah, and a lot of people want Shane Flanagan as well. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of that. But Cameron Seraldo, uh, Ryan Carr, there's a new wave coming through. You're seeing clubs going to take a couple of risks. Maybe it is Seraldo. Cronulla Sharks, we're looking at Cameron Seraldo. Yeah. Um, so maybe that might be the way. Can the West Tigers afford another risk though? Can they roll the dice again, Gamble? Isn't, isn't keeping him a risk, given what we've seen for the last three years? Like, the risk was re-signing him for two years. I get the whole idea of re-signing him because you want Taking to create stability off. and you want to give recruits out there the, the illusion that things are stable. It hasn't worked. And well, Tim, we'll know more about when Tim Sheens comes in. But he won't does get... His, this does his problem. review... He's not even going to be there during the season, Sally. He might not even get... Isn't into he doing Australia, a review, well, he's supposed to come in and have a look at the way things are. They're in the bubble. He can't get a flight out of England to come into the country, so we might get to a point where the season ends. Tim Sheens comes back and has nothing to look at. Yeah, mm. well, you'll be able to watch the game. All right, we've got to move on. The COVID nineteen outbreak in Sydney means that the NRLW competition this year has been pushed back. It'll begin in Grand Final week and run through October and November. So the NRL should remain, the NRLW rather, should remain as a standalone comp in October, November, moving forward, Sowie? Yes, yep, hit for me. I think you give the chance you know, for the women to be able to plan their time off every single year. It's a long competition, plus it's a standalone competition. We give you the focus of, of our attention. Now, yep, probably it's going to be a little bit later in the year, so it might be a little bit harder, but I think it's a great idea. Have it standalone, much like the origin. Uh, it's a miss for me for a couple of reasons. I think last year we were all fatigued with Origin, the, women, the men's state of Origin at, at the end of the year. I think it felt like too much rugby league went on for too long. And the other thing is, and this is probably the most important part, I think that period, and this year's not a good example because the World Cup's likely to be postponed, or well, NRL said they're not sending players over. But that needs to be a period where men and women, we focus on the international game. The NRL's neglected the international game for too long. So once the season is over, NRL and NRLW, you play your men's and women's internationals in October, November, and that's the, I think that's the best way going forward. All right, speaking of moving forward, Michael, champ or chump, it's your week. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Raiders for my champ. Uh, the scenes that we saw during the week uh, of, well, of the players reuniting with their families. Uh, this is the Raiders media team sharing this vision here. Uh, it's great to see, obviously, we all say they earn a lot of money, they need to do whatever it takes to keep the competition alive, but 
they all, well, they, some of them have kids, uh, they all have family members who they miss. Uh, it was fantastic to see the emotion here uh, with the Raiders, Sally. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and hopefully we see more of that uh, later in the week from the players that are reunited with their family from the Sydney-based clubs. And your chump, is there a chump of the week? Yes, he can do everything but sing. The great man, Craig oh. Bellamy. Oh, like, seriously. <laughs> well, it's been terrible. I want to see the vision. Can I see the vision to prove it? <laughs> Not good. Is that what they based their 2026 deal off? This fuck? Is I don't know, but I have loved... Talk about bubble life and adjustments and everything good that the Melbourne Storm do. Craig Bellamy changing his coaching style in terms of making himself more available for that stuff. We've seen the hectic cheese. That's been a huge part to their... their Is it staged at all? He keeps getting... Like, they, they keep getting him. But we haven't seen any of it for 20 years yeah. or 18 years. The last two years since his bubble life, he's known when to switch on for footy and when to switch off. That's why we're seeing stuff like that. That's gold. That and should be champ. Just, just for the uh, for the viewers at home, he was saying, oh, I've got to get uh, a message to you by the BG. So yeah. I'd never heard of it. Not my That's kind of tune. Um, in some serious news, we've just got uh, news in from the Dragons that Ben Hunt has fractured his arm and will miss a month of footy. He doesn't require surgery. Sowie, you are Dragons kicking coach. Another blow <laughs> for the Dragons. Literally is... <laughs> Come into my ear. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Um, yeah, that's, that's devastating for, for Ben. He's been our most consistent player this year. Uh, we'll give a chance to, once I get off, off the show, probably I'll find out. Uh, I'm previewing the game this week for the Raiders. A big game for us, but huge loss, Ben Hunt. Michael? Yeah, it's not good for the Dragons. They're falling away as it is. Ben Hunt, uh, big loss for them. This uh, what Four weeks they're looking at minimum. So, yeah, you'd imagine almost season over for, for Ben Hunt and the Dragons, maybe. All right, don't forget NRL Teams is on tomorrow. Join Neve Owens, Breck Morley and Robbie Farrah from 3.55pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. The teams will drop at 4pm. Plenty to go through after tonight's match as well. Jamie, Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, uh, enjoy the footy tonight. Enjoy the footy at home. Stay safe and we'll be back for more next Monday on Inside the NRL.